It's uh, seven minutes after the hour. We've got a, a we've got a guy here who's been a woman now for seventy five days, and we have an update. We'll play that for you in just a couple of minutes. But a message from uh, one of our listeners says, "I'm in the towing industry, and electric vehicles have been great for business when they run out of charge." On the road, it's now a haul charge instead of someone just bringing you a couple of gallons of gas. Oops, that's more expensive. Uh, stop name-calling Eric the Liberal. It's ridiculous to resort to name-calling to win an argument. Conservatives will never win more people to our side by doing this. Eric is a liberal. There is another Eric who calls who is not a liberal, and this is the distinction. Stop yelling at people when they disagree with you. Well, when they, when they say these outrageous things, like, I can't believe you're saying this. You know what? Get your own show, Brian. Thank you. Uh, let me do this. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a guy who uh, has transitioned uh, so that he looks more like a, a woman. And he's learning about being a woman. Here he is at day 75. Day 75 of being a girl, and I've been carrying around tampons and pads for the past two months, but I've actually <laughs> never opened one up. So let's do it. Woohoo! I thought the letters stood for small, medium, and large based on the size of your Barbie pouch. But after a Google, I found out it's actually the level of your flow. So there's... Oh, my. Barbie Do I need to hear any more? <laughs> Barbie pouch? Oh, my God. Oh. That is insanity. But wait, there's more, because um, several several days later. And here's what I've learned so far. Six, seven, eight. Women are awesome, but can also be cruel. I'm doing my best, and boys, they kind of drool. My hormones are wild, and my boobs kind of sore. It's only day 200. We have so much more to experience together. We're just getting started. Thank you for being my friend. You're open-hearted. I don't feel so alone. No more shame and carefree. Being a girl is awesome. Would you agree? Woohoo! Woohoo! Love ya. Uh, the problem here is you just heard him. <laughs> on, on the computer screen, you can see him. And it's it's not pretty. It is just, it is not pretty. Unbelievable. Oh, Lord, where are we going in this country? This is just absolute insanity. Um, <clears throat> there is uh, a likelihood that the Fed is going to raise rates, and it's going to be a big jump this time. Uh, the story is that uh, the Gateway Pundit, alarmed by rapid price increases and persistent inflation, Federal Reserve may raise rates another 75 basis points next month. Now, I know that Biden thinks the economy is doing fine, but apparently it's not. The Federal Reserve may raise interest rates another 75 basis points, three quarters of a percent next month. They're alarmed by rapid price increases and persistent inflation. Uh, this is uh, from the New York Times. But Joe Biden says the inflation was just transitory. Federal Reserve officials have coalesced around a plan to raise interest rates by three quarters of a point next month as policymakers grow alarmed. If you're, I don't know, at some point, 
you know, things will begin to level off, and then uh, they'll start to drop, and then they'll start lowering the interest rates to get the economy going because we'll be in a deep recession, and then the economy will take off, and we'll have all that other cash in the marketplace, and uh, the next thing you know, it we'll have another inflation. It's going to be the this kind of roller coaster thing, up and down and up and down, and the swings are going to get bigger and bigger. The, and the problem is the Federal Reserve. Central bankers had expected to debate slowing down at their November meeting, but a rash of recent data suggested that the labor market is still strong. Actually, the labor market, which, as I've described before, is a lagging indicator. Um, we had, and I don't know the exact numbers, um, I don't know, half million. I'm just taking a stab here. Uh, excess jobs to job applicants. And that's dropped down to like 300,000. And it, and it, it, that gap is going to continue to close until it swings the other way. Uh, and at, which, at that point, of course, the Democrats are going to have to find a way to blame the Republicans for the, for the recession. <laughs> and they will. I promise you. You Mark this down, Brian, at, uh, at 11 minutes after 10 o'clock in the morning on uh, the 19th of the month. Of October, Gary Nolan announced that the Republicans will be blamed by the Democrats for the coming recession, even though we know that it's coming <laughs> from now. Because it's the way they work. Oh, there's no doubt how they work. Yeah, I mean, it's so predictable that your prediction is not even <laughs> clairvoyant. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. You're a lot smarter than I am in this, I don't think in so. this world. I, you underestimate yourself. Go but ahead. The, the Federal Reserve, why don't they just uh, rip the Band-Aid off and say, okay, we're raising the interest rates by 5%. I know it's going to cause a big disruption in the marketplace, but this is how we think we should fix it. It's like They're under the delusion that they can give us a soft landing. Yeah, they, they, but they, come they on, they're, they're smarter than both you and me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Do and, you really? Well, I, I would assume so, but they keep <laughs> making these little adjustments every month. It's like, let's do another three-quarter, let's do another three-quarter, do another three-quarter. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Just, I, I don't understand that. Because it would definitely throw us into a, I a, understand, a steep recession. But and they're trying let's to, get it over with. We're well, headed trying, into one. We, we, are, we are, but they're trying to have as little negative impact as they can. So they're just incrementally bringing it up. And there's also a, a, a point at which they may not see the results right away. They'll bring it up three quarters uh, uh, of a percent. And then uh, maybe it takes a month or two for that to show up uh, in terms of reduced inflation. If they go to 5%, then they've overshot and unnecessarily caused harm. Well, it's pretty easy to lower it back down than it is to raise it. Well, it, it's they're lagging. It, the indicators lag, and so... You, you you just you're making the roller coaster even more difficult to live with. Yeah. <laughs> so they they're trying to uh, to uh, to eliminate that fear, that problem rather. Uh, I don't know if they if they actually can, but that's you know that's what they're trying to do. Uh, there is uh, with regard to this whole global warming thing and the battery powered cars and 
and the fuel. You notice how how cold it is outside, unseasonably cold. I know, I know, it's it's just weather, uh, not climate. That's what they say. But it's the same utility bill that you have to pay to offset the cold outside. Isn't it wonderful that we have the kind of resources that are necess- that's, that's necessary to warm our house on a cold day? I hope we continue to have that. But anyway, Wall Street Journal writes winter is coming and Americans may get a cold shock when they get their heating bills, according to a report released last week by the Energy Information Administration that deserves more attention. Bundle up and set your thermostat at 68 degrees or prepare to pay a bundle. Average household spending will increase for all heating fuels this winter. That's October through March, including natural gas, 28%. Heating oil, 27%. Electricity, 10%. Propane users, yeah, it's only going up 5%. Lucky you. Uh, And they forecast... Uh, the, uh, the the EIA forecast uh, it, it, it is pointing to these prices. Blame higher oil and natural gas prices from demand outstripping supply. Where did I hear that, Brian? Somewhere. Somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah. Somebody pointed that out. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It was me. Coal plant shutdowns in particular have increased demand for natural gas to generate power. Households with gas-powered furnaces will still spend 31% less than those with electric furnaces or heat pumps. Democrats want all Americans to switch to heat pumps, but heating with electricity costs more than gas. Heat pumps are also less efficient in colder climates. That's one reason 4 million households in the Northeast still rely on oil to heat their homes. Another problem is New York's blockade on pipelines transporting natural gas from Appalachia. Northeasterners who use oil for heating will spend on average $2,354 this winter, up from $1,212 just two years ago. You know, this cold snap, maybe if you believe in, in God, maybe this is God sending voters a message about Democrats and the price of of, uh, them in office. Uh, Let's see, what does Michael say here? The first thing that Dems will do after the red wave is blame inflation on the GOP. Bet on it. Yeah, that's exactly what we said. If we were producing as much oil as possible and selling to the rest of the world, where would our economy be? Well, prices would drop, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, who's first? Is Gary? Let me go to Gary. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, pretty good, Gary. By golly, on oil, you're 100% correct. Uh, yesterday when they announced that SPR, everybody in the market started buying oil companies again because the shortage will just get extremely exasperated. And everybody that with the brain knows that. It's just an awful thing. That's one thing. And last week while you're gone, I talked to a couple of folks there. Inflation uh, problem with wages. Um, the, in 20, 
21 when they uh, hiked minimum wage to 15 an hour. Uh, wage inflation was the worst that year of any year in the last 50. Uh, the average wage, because it went to the people that were getting 20 had to get more, the people getting 30, uh, it went up over $3. Um, California is proposing $22 an hour minimum wage. All that's non-sustainable. Um, I believe next year we're going to crash, Gary. It's, uh, it's, it's inevitable. We are going to have a recession. Just how deep it gets depends on what the Federal Reserve and the administration do. And right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to uh, to ameliorate any of the pain that we're going to hit. It, it's going to hit hard. Gary, i got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Don, hang on, because I'm up against the clock. Got to take this break. But I'll be right back. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 24 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Talking about the price of uh, gas and uh, oil and heating. And it's, it's, it's like a message to voters. Uh, you want to stick with this Green New Deal? Uh, well, let me give you a sample of what it's going to be like. And we get this cold snap. I don't know if God's behind it or it's just uh, bad timing for the left. Uh, but I think it's going to be a wake-up call to a lot of voters out there. Uh, Don is on the line. Uh, Don, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Just fine, Gary. I was listening to the opening part of Sean Hannity's show yesterday and he said things for New England would be so bad, I think he said at most they were going to be able to get, I think it was 2 trillion cubic feet of natural gas this coming winter when they normally use something like 16 or 18 trillion cubic feet. And that's because New England doesn't have a whole lot of pipelines or storage capacity. And I've been searching the internet left, right, and center trying to find that article, and I can't. <laughs> that story has such, uh, what should I say, of such a magnitude and importance, you might want to put Brian Houseworth and the crack team on that, because to me that sounds like not just people being cold, but people dying from the cold right here in the U.S., well, um, statistically, more people die uh, from cold than warm. Uh, so if they were somehow to miraculously lower temperatures to whatever temperature, and Brian and I have yet to find out what that magic temperature is, but if they were to somehow magically lower those temperatures to something from, say, the 1950s or 60s, more people would die from exposure to the cold than are dying now. Gary, I've got a little bit of dark humor for you, and it's about the brilliance of the Biden administration. You know they raise interest rates to suck money out of the economy, right? Yeah. The upcoming energy shortage this winter is going to be solved by the Weimar tactic. And that comes from old Weimar Germany where the Germans burned the money they were paid with because you could get more heat from it than the wood you could buy. And folks are going to be burning their money this winter to get heat from it 
because they'll get more heat from it than the natural gas they can't buy. Well, let's hope that never gets to that point, but uh, your point's well taken. Well, it would get, the, would get the money out of the economy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It would. All right. That would be good have for a good inflation. Day, Gary. Thanks, Don. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Wow. New York's pipeline constr- uh, obstruction is forcing New England to import more liquefied natural gas from overseas, which costs multiples more than domestic gas. The Jones Act, which says that only American-built flagged and crewed ships can transport cargo between U.S. ports, limits LNG from the U.S. Gulf Coast. Six governors of New England states in July asked Energy Secretary Granholm to consider suspending the Jones Act to alleviate their energy costs this winter, but that would offend the AFL-CIO. Instead, the administration is threatening to restrict U.S. refined fuel exports. This would increase global fuel prices, result in higher heating costs in New England, which relies on oil imports. One bad protectionist policy may thus produce another, all of which means that Americans will pay again for the Democrat Party's war on fossil fuels. U.S. gasoline prices have been rising against, uh, again after OPEC's production cuts and swelling heating bills will compound the pain. Could this affect the elections, writes the Wall Street Journal? The New York race for governor is getting tighter, and recent polls show that even races for the Senate and state houses in Connecticut have tightened. Perhaps the cost of Democratic energy and climate policies, among other failures, are finally hitting home. And even in the progressives' heartland. Well, we can certainly hope so. They got to wake up to this nonsense. You know, it's all pie in the sky. It's the, gee, we're going to cut down on CO2 and uh, the temperature is going to drop and the, the world will be a better place. Now we're finding out that, well, when, when you do that, there's a price to pay. And, and what is it with these idiots? They're pouring milk. These young kids are so indoctrinated from government schools. They're going into grocery stores and dumping milk on the floor. Yesterday, I think we talked about this. They threw tomato sauce or tomato paste or tomato soup uh, in an art museum uh, against a multi-million dollar piece of artwork to, to, to make their point about global warming. Government schools have produced this lunacy. And I really, I got to tell you, I think we've got to start treating these idiots um, much more severely than we are. You glue yourself to, to the floor uh, in protest or to the highway in, in protest and block traffic. I think we should just rip your hand right off. Just rip your hand off the surface of the, wherever you've glued it. Yeah, you'll bleed a little, you'll lose a little flesh. But next time around, you'll think to yourself, well, maybe I, I don't want to do that. Maybe I'll find a better way to protest. We can only hope. All right, you're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
It's uh, 35 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. I was going to get to this earlier in the program. I even told you that I was, and I just, we got kind of tied up. Um, But I'm just curious. What do you think about people with tattoos? Do you, does there, is there an image, does something pop in your mind, uh, negative or positive about people with tattoos? Um, it is a couple of tattoos okay, but a lot of tattoos too much. Uh, if you see uh, uh, somebody with tattoos, do you think something about their class or, or anything? I'm just curious. I'm not passing judgment. Um, I know what I like and what I don't like, and, uh, it, and it, it, it's my decision. Uh, it's my opinion that uh, a tattoo or, or two is it's okay. I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's for me. It's too much if you're completely tatted up, and I've seen people with tattoos all over their faces, and it's up to them. They they get to make those choices. I. But I don't have to like them. Some people do, some people don't. Uh, Brian, when you see somebody that's got a tattoo uh, on their arm or shoulder or something like that, or uh, what does it? It doesn't change how I view them. No, no. not really. Uh, I, what if they're? I, I guess if their whole face was, you know, tattooed as a leopard, I would say, what? Uh, what were you thinking? Uh, why did you go to that extreme to a body modification? You know, I've understood from other folks that tattooing is an addiction and it's i don't know why but you know once you start and get your first one you want another one and it kind of uh, snowballs from there well suppose you're working um uh, maybe at retail uh suppose you're working at uh, a, a dress shop or a, a men's warehouse or whatever Somebody comes in, they want a job as a salesperson, and their face is all tatted up. Um, might you think to yourself, this is not, not the person we need representing our company? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thought always a- crosses my mind as far as, you know, uh, I think a business should have the right to hire a person that, you know, follows the standards that that they want. That's being discerning, I, isn't it? I know. It's, and you can... A lot of people think that that's wrong. You're discriminating on a person based on how they look. Well, that, that's uh, but that's being discerning, and that's yeah. You but, want? I mean, they'll take it to the next level as they always do. It's like, no. oh, so you shouldn't hire a black person either because you don't like the color of their skin. Is that what you're saying? You know, well, you can hear that argument coming. Yeah, and I and I think that's true. You should be able to say that. Uh, whatever your whatever your bias is, it's your business, it's your life. You do what you will. The marketplace will either reward or punish you uh, for that. We don't need the government to do it. But you're right about tattoos, Brian. Listen to this, because apparently, um, in New York, they've decided that you can't discriminate against people with tattoos. They've, they're actually writing a law to that effect. Um, the New York City Council proposed this bill, and they apparently think this is a good idea. 
Well, there are some who say yes, and today the city council now has proposed a bill to outlaw discriminating against people who have tattoos, either in the workplace or renting a house. If it's passed, tattoos could join race, gender, age, and sexual orientation as protective categories. Where's Kimberly Richardson? There's going to be a fish here, a fish here, and some more kind of wrapping around this way. Will be her fifth tattoo here at Inked NYC in Chelsea. Stephanie Ray works in public accounting at a major international firm. Doing this is discouraged, especially if you're a client-facing employee. If we were meeting with, like, a director for the client, then, then I always wear a long sleeve shirt. Why do you do that? I'm just worried about what um, perception it gives. I, I wouldn't want them to think I was less professional. Well, that stigma could be a thing of the past under proposed legislation that would leave a huge mark here in New York City. It's the first of its kind, a bill that would prohibit discrimination based on having a tattoo. It would apply to employees, service, and housing providers. Sean Abreu is a co-sponsor. We should focus on merit-based work. Can you do the job? If the answer you can do, you can do the job, then what does it matter if someone is wearing a tattoo? Folks here at Inked Magazine say there has been a major shift with a growing number of people asking for tattoos on their hands, necks, and faces. At one point, considered so-called job stoppers. All the reality TV brought it into everyone's, you know, house. And it made tattoos less scary. The proposed legislation would not protect tattoos containing hate speech or symbols linked to racism. But experts warn, know your audience, the workplace culture. Tattoos are one of the main things that make a first impression on employers. And depending upon what it is, they have a subliminal connect or disconnect to that tattoo. So in New York, you can't be discerning. What, what, it, like, yeah, apparently the city of New York is operating so smoothly. Everything is working so beautifully that they had time to sit down and write a law about tattoos. I mean, that must be one well-run city. Look, I don't care if you have tattoos. There are places where uh, that, that it may be inappropriate. And people should be able to 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 decide whether that's the image they want, uh, no matter what. Uh, whether it's in retail, wholesale, manufacturing, even rental. And what if the tattoo has a lewd message? Then well, what? Is that well? If it's racist, that's one thing. Yeah, uh, they didn't say anything about lewd. Yeah, well, they don't think things through very far, do they? No, but they want to control everything. Everything, every little detail of your life. Let me go to the phones. Uh, Tony is on the line. Tony, welcome. How are you? Good morning. Um, morning. I have tattoos. Um, I chose to get tattoos in places where if I wear a short sleeve shirt, you don't see them. Uh, I own a construction company, small company. Uh, a lot of my customer base are over the age of 60. It is a little bit disturbing to them when they see people covered in ink up your neck, uh, the piercings on the face, the whole thing all the way down the hand with some, uh, quite frankly, it's, it's not obscene. It's just obnoxious to see a skull on someone's hand. And I'm not being approved because I have tattoos. I had a skull tattoo and had it covered up a long time ago. So it's not that, but 
there's an older generation, and the, the sound you were playing there sounded like people that were talking like, well, it's not really that bad nowadays with reality TV. Yeah, I'm sure you're under 30 and you see things differently, but your grandparents that I'm coming to build the house for, they don't see it that way. So there's a difference in the, the age groups of people that, that see tattoos differently. Um, personally, I had to call an AC guy to come and do some AC work. And uh, he showed up there. I just called the office. They sent their guy out. He had him all the way up his neck, all the way up behind his ear and everything. And my customer is 73 years old. She did not take kindly to it. She said, he looks dirty. He looks like he might be a criminal. And these are things you're not going to get rid of for a long time. There's a whole group, that whole generation of boomers doesn't see it the same way as the rest of us. So I think it's okay. I wouldn't hire anybody that had him up their neck or down their hands, or have the, the full sleeve going on, wearing a tank top in the summertime on my job, because it doesn't look proper. Now, I could be discriminatory, but in Missouri, I don't have to worry about it. If I were in New York, I might have to worry about it. Yeah. I just, uh, there's a time and place for everything. It's like the, you know what, you chose, to, <laughs> you, you chose to, to, to put a tattoo on, and that's understandable, that's your decision. Not everybody is going to like it. And if they don't want to work with something they don't like, that's their choice. And if you show up at my job, Gary, and I hire you, and you're the trim guy, and you show up and you go in the house, you got ink all covered over, and the neighbor comes over, and I'm trying to get that bid, too, the neighbor's going to take one look at you and maybe not even choose my company based on who works for me. Not their capabilities, not their professionalism, not how courteous or polite they are, based on how you look. I mean... Yeah, uh, and this is not a, and this is not an anti-tattoo polemic. I, uh, I, I no. think uh, tattoos could be fine, uh, Again, but some I people. I have tattoos. Yeah, you know, I have tattoos. I've got five tattoos total, but you don't see them unless I'm wearing no shirt or a cutoff shirt. It, it's just, it's it's a taste thing. That's all yeah. I got. Y'all have a good Yeah, taste. Brian's got one, but you can't see it unless he's wearing, uh, uh, takes off his pants. I, I don't know where it is, but. <laughs> all right, Tony, thank you. Glad to have you. I think Gary Nolan show. I just made that up. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm up against. not going to. No. Uh -uh. No, don't, don't. All right, up against the clock. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian's Super 76 service station. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. It's uh, 10.50. I got some messages here. Harley says, regarding oil, while the global warming argument is purely political, fossil fuels are a finite resource, and reducing consumption is a valid concern. Earlier in the century, oil producers had warned that the uh, easily extracted low-hanging fruit had been found, and subsequent supplies would be more difficult uh, and expensive to extract. Uh, in that our civilization uh, itself is dependent on fossil fuels, shouldn't we collectively learn to economize their use and eliminate waste? Uh, Harley, the government shouldn't do that. We should do that. And if it turns out that the resources are, in fact, limited, uh, as it gets harder and harder to extract, prices will get higher and higher, and that's when people will start looking for, all, uh, for alternatives and creating a, a, a better mousetrap, if you will. The government doesn't do that. We do that. Secondly, uh, we have uh, several times been told that, you know, we're running out of uh, fossil fuel, and yet every time they've been wrong. Uh, we were supposed to be out of fossil fuel uh, back in the 1970s. 
Uh, it's it's just they just keep finding more and more. Uh, and I am not convinced that we know the exact methodology for creating fossil fuels. Uh, we talked about this on the air a few months ago. Uh, this whole dinosaurs got uh, uh, turned into oil after years of being crushed. and It's Bravo Sierra. Um, uh, I don't think we really know. So I'm not sure that we are running out. Uh, Glenn says, uh, face tattoos and others that are widely uh, seem to have been uh, taboo until uh, I discovered Tom McDonald. Uh, let's see. Uh, he apparently is a uh, an independent rapper, and he's very conservative. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't matter. That's what the image is, and some people don't like it, and they have a right to not like it. Uh, Eric the Liberal says, uh, just for the record, you didn't call me names or yell at me. I think the message that you read was referencing the callers and commenters uh, that you read uh, after my call. I do find it funny that I upset people much by stating facts. Yeah, but your facts are distorted, Eric. That was the problem. So you gives me a link to oil production is way up, outpacing consumption, but it's not outpacing worldwide consumption, and we're not keeping up. And you've got government policies that are determined to destroy the fossil fuel industry. All of that makes people not want to invest. In fact, there's an official government program being promoted uh, to dissuade investing in oil. So none of that makes, uh, makes any sense. Demand for EVs is through the roof. That's because the government is compelling people to buy them. They're literally trying to say you can't buy a gasoline-powered car in California after a date certain. So all of that is just is just nonsense. Um, all right, let me go to the phones on tattoos. Uh, Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I was doing all right till you gave me that spiel on oil, and now I realize that Sinclair Oil and that Dino have been lying to me all these years. All these years, yeah. You know, we, somebody was pointing out one day their old advertising used to say 80 million years mellowed, and then some of the other advertising said 100 million years mellowed. <laughs> it was like, when did that change? But anyway, uh, the tattoo deal, I don't know about you, Gary. You've talked about your dad. You know, The older you get, the more you start thinking and talking like your dad, because I guess it's with age comes wisdom. My dad used to use a term, every time he'd see somebody with, you know, face tattoos or, a, you know, mohawk or purple hair or nose rings or whatever, he'd always say, well, they're limiting their possibilities. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. And in today's world, sure, you can be tattooed head to toe. And if you're like a really brilliant IT guy, they'll hire you to work in the basement, you know. But nobody really wants you out at the counter unless you're working at a tattoo shop or a really cool, hip, you know, record store or something. Uh, you, you don't get to get the job down at the bank making loans. You know, it's just wh whatever those things are, you're, you're limiting yourself. And I started to wonder if some of these kids aren't the whole purpose isn't to make myself so unemployable that I can end up on, I don't know, disability or something. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I... Well, some of them seem to go way out of their way to you know, totally destroy themselves with uh, ear grommets and pins and needles and face tattoos. And did you catch the guy in the news here last week from Australia that had beast on his forehead? His entire face was blue like a hockey mask, but across his forehead in about three-inch tall letters it said beast. 
somehow the police were able to locate him. You know, you'd think he'd just blend right into a crowd, but no, huh? Yeah, I mean, the guy looks like something from a horror movie, and I'm thinking, yeah, kind of hard to hide out, isn't it? Uh, the, the one that I don't get is the guys with the uh, pierced ear. Girls, I guess, are doing this, too. And they got this thing that's, it looks like they've got a washer. That's the grommet. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you just get them bigger and bigger, and you turn into a U-bangy. You remember them? They always had the big droopy ears, the big plates in their mouth. That's. I think that's going to be the next phase, by the way. Get the big mouth plates like the... I think they were called the Ubangies, weren't they? You remember those scenes in yeah. uh, National well, Geographic? You, you can, yeah, you, you could shoot a gun through them. Oh, uh, I know. Like, oh, and they get droopier and droopier, and you can bet you here in a few years down the road, it'll be there's some kind of special doctor that does, you know, sew your ears back closed again and fix you because, boy, you look really stupid in the nursing home with those, you know? <laughs> All right. By the way, my friend at works in a nursing home, she says one of their games there is we all stand around and go, what do you think that used to be? Uh -huh. Tattoos. Because, yeah. you know, they're all just a blob. Yeah, a little stretched out of shape. All right, Chris, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. David, on Global Warming, welcome. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I assume you're still doing well. I am indeed. <laughs> I didn't think things would change in the last few minutes. Um yeah, I wonder if they, how much they te really teach this in school, but they talk about all the oil and, you know, we need to cut back and, and we talk about global warming. We're still living in the ice age. We're still we're, living in the, we're coming out of an ice age. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 we're living in the ice age. We're at a warm point in the ice age ever since, uh, and I, I do this informally, but I've really been interested in geology and things like that because of the uh, in the way the, the Himalayas and the Tibetan Plateau form and stuff. They've, it's really dramatically affected, and I'm not sure what the Rockies and the Andes also affect it, but it, it, the way it affects the uh, the air and flow and stuff, it it has really it's dramatically lowered the amount of uh, carbon. Dioxide in the air, and um, and it also just alters the airflow, jet streams and stuff. And it it we are living it's since in about the last forty fifty million years, the Earth is the coolest it's ever been because in the age of the dinosaurs and stuff, there were no there were no uh, polar ice caps. Huh, well. Um, I, I just I just don't buy the whole man-made global warming thing. I think it's a load of horse manure. Uh, but i got to run. Uh, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, there is a liberal version of Project Veritas. Um, you may not have heard of them, but they're out there. And uh, they've got what they think is a bombshell. So we'll get that out to you in the next hour. Uh, among other things, on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.